Welcome to the Ether. Today is Thursday, October 20th, 2022. Today on the Ether, Stater Labs, Stater Talks and Stocks, Episode 1. Let's take a listen. Hello, everybody. Hello, Amit. Uh, good night, Asia. Good, na- good afternoon, Europe, Africa. Good morning, America. It's Antonio Gonmultaichen here, and I'm thrilled to be hosting this first episode of Stater Talks and Stocks. So every two weeks, I will be inviting Stater Labs All-Star team members to sit down here with me and discuss about everything. Discuss about Stater products, yes, but also about the blockchain competitive landscape, latest news about DeFi, and pretty much all things Web3. So I'll be pulling no punches also, and I'll be asking questions that maybe you haven't had the opportunity to um, to listen uh, in our normal communication channels, be it Medium or Twitter. So today I have the pleasure to be speaking with with the man, the myth, the legend, right? The CEO of Seder Lab, no other than Amitaj. Amit, how are you today? I am doing great, uh, Antonio. It's It's a great pleasure to be here interacting with you and all the people, wonderful people who have joined from across the globe. Wonderful. So um, this is going to be the first episode of this series, right? So I'm going to be taking a bit of chronological um, sense of how was Tether created and what has been the journey so far, right? For me, the title today is what has been Stater's journey so far. And in future editions, I'm going to be bringing other people from Stater and also um, interesting people across different blockchains and uh, reputed speakers uh, that are going to be talking about consensus mechanisms, security, staking, and so on. But so today, talking about the journey of Stater so far. You launched in Terra not even a year ago and you achieved a wonderful growth there, steadily marching upwards. I remember around, uh, pretty much around 100 or 200 million TVL growth month on month since November that I believe the, the, the mainnet was launched until April, right? You even touched a symbolic figure of 1 billion TVL, which only a handful of uh, crypto projects out there um, can, can say. And... I would like to understand how how was it for you and for the team to build on Terra, uh, what today is called Terra Classic, right? And uh, what did the team learn about it that it has been able to bring to other blockchains and to bring along the journey? Yeah, I think uh, uh, for us, the interesting, uh, obviously we started our journey in June last year. That is when we started, uh, assembled a team of high quality developers uh, and then started building on Terra. 
uh, it was a wonderful journey. The, the community was great. It was very passionate. And as you mentioned, we reached the heights of about a billion dollars in TVL on Terra. And then we started uh, aggressively expanding to other blockchains, including Hedera, Polygon, uh, Phantom, BNB, and Near as well. Uh, today, despite the Terra collapse, we are we are one among the top 50 or 60 DeFi protocols in terms of TVL, as well as uh, uh, top line. Uh, we make over $1.3 million of ARR, uh, real, real ARR that is generated by staking returns, uh, and also have over $150 million of TVL across these blockchains. Uh, yeah, I think the, in terms of journey from Terra to other blockchains, each new each blockchain is a is a different uh, uh, ecosystem, right? And the passion of individuals is quite different across each of the ecosystems. Terra was great. So is Hedera. So is BNB. So is Near. So is Polygon. So every ecosystem has uh, its own nuances, and and I love all of them. Uh, obviously, we. Uh, we as a as a staking derivatives protocol, uh, we want to actually uh, expand to as many passionate and mature DeFi ecosystems as we can. That's wonderful. Um, would like to understand also because uh, we have touched about that amazing growth uh, that happened uh, on Terra only uh, until. This late April, I believe it was 26th of April. Uh, for some reason, the the date still stuck in my head. Uh, when when the when the USD the peg happened and, and therefore the, the the procedure collapse of uh, of the Luna token and the and the whole uh, Terra ecosystem. But before that happened, you also have a stellar chain of funding rounds coming from very important tier one investors in the scene like Pantera, like Axel, like Coinbase Ventures, and also a record-breaking sale in Coinlist, a very reputed uh, platform to give uh, uh, initial liquidity to tokens. What did that mean for you and to the team to, to receive this series of important funding? And uh, how has, has it helped you um, over, the, over the last month? Yeah, I think uh, I, obviously we were very happy and uh, extremely uh, proud to get some of the marquee funds to participate in our uh, private sales, uh, which we conducted over uh, I think June towards June to November last year, and some of the really high quality investors, including Pantera, True, Jump, all of these guys, Coinbase, all of these guys have participated, which which was a true testimony to their uh, confidence in the team. Uh, to execute and then aggressively expand and grow the business. Uh, we also had a record-breaking uh, participation from CoinList uh, public sale, which had over um, more than a million registrations and over 40,000 people actually got to participate in the CoinList sale. Uh, all of that really helped us in terms of the in terms of weathering the crisis that is Terra. Uh, after the USD peg. Uh, I mean, we had we had adequate amount of treasury to continue to build and expand to several other chains. So that way, we were we were extremely lucky uh, to have uh, backing from all of these players, and they still have complete confidence in us. 
Wonderful. Yeah, I think it's it's really important, right? Because you can have a great team, but if the team uh, does not have enough funding, does not have enough runway, um, it's it's either going to die, or it's going to have to spend a disproportionate amount of time uh, and deviating attention to to the fact of not having enough resources, right? So it's wonderful to know that Stater has that runway and that financial muscle needed. Uh, to match the the ambitions it has on the business side, right, and on the on the crypto execution side. Wonderful to know that, uh, Amit. Mm. <clears throat> now let's talk a bit more about yeah that 26th of April and uh, and the days following the the aftermath of that uh, almost billion TVL collapse. Uh, you, Stater Labs, go back to zero. So do uh, a several dozens of amazing protocols in the in the Terra ecosystem. And, um, you know, other teams, you know, we see it a lot, a lot in the space. Other teams, uh, they, they raise a significant amount of funding and then they slowly rag, disappear, don't deliver, uh, don't meet the milestones and, and a little bit, let's say, they disappear with the money, right? We have seen that playbook played among many different chains. You, however, don't do that. Uh, why do you think that didn't happen in Stayler? What what went through the mind of the team when when that when everything you built kind of collapsed in uh, in a matter of three four days? <laughs> yeah, I think it was definitely a shocking event. And uh, uh, to be fair, I mean, of course, a lot of teams have either moved on to other ecosystems or have had to. Unfortunately, had to close uh, close the protocol and stop building. But since we were fortunate and lucky enough to uh, have uh, raised funds, a uh, significant amount of funds, we have more than five, six years of runway to continue to build and grow and expand to several other ecosystems and also try out new solutions and products. Uh, so uh, obviously, I mean, we chose the we chose the latter because. We were a passionate team of individuals who were passionate about staking and also liquid staking and all the composable DeFi possibilities this could uh, uh, create on top of crypto. So we continue to build and expand across chains. Uh, hence, uh, yeah, hence today we are at almost like a 150 million TVL and we've been growing more than, we've been doubling every couple of months or so and we'll continue to do so over the, hopefully we'll continue to do so over the next few more years to come great great mm, so just to build a little bit on that answer right um if, if memory serves me right you went live in edera in phantom in polygon and also in terra 2.0 within the span of three months after this terra classic collapse right Feels to me a little bit of revenge building, right? Like, how could you be building so fast? Is that like the team kind of wanted to double down and, and say we're not going anywhere? Um, and how was the, the experience of building in such diverse ecosystems, right? Because you have also been working uh, closely hand in hand with very talented teams at the blockchain level, at the foundation level in several in several ecosystems, right? And how has, has it been that experience of building with teams so different as 
Edera, Phantom, and Polygon, just to mention three of them? Uh, I think, uh, yeah, of course, it, <laughs> the revenge building is a very strong word. Uh, obviously, we wanted to build fast and grow the protocol because the entire team was charged up uh, as they saw significant growth on Terra 1.1, 1.0. And they obviously want to replicate the growth story across several other blockchains. Uh, and uh, what that meant for us was obviously we wanted to uh, aggressively build and expand soon uh, and as a result we started uh, getting into these other blockchains including Hedera, Polygon, BNB and the community was quite passionate obviously near off late uh, we are so lucky to be building there as well the community was extremely passionate and uh, uh, and, and each of the communities kind of gave us different learnings and different shades of liquid staking right for example there were a lot of a lot of people on Hedera community who were not very clear about liquid staking and uh, Stader because there is no not a very mature ecosystem, mature DeFi ecosystem on Hedera. Despite that, we've seen great love from the community. On BNB, the the community has been great. We have several, almost like 12, 13 integrations in place already, and it's growing growing strong. So is Near and so is Polygon. And recently, our assets got listed on some of the largest uh, money markets on Polygon as well. That's great. Um, you know, just to continue this chronological order, right after that, Edera, Phantom, Polygon, and Terra 2.0, in the last couple of months, we have seen Near. Uh, near protocol and BNB chain. So this means now that Stader is already present in three out of the top 10 blockchains by total value stake. Okay. By the way, this is a very interesting metric, total value stake, uh, uh, comparing different proof of stake uh, blockchains that I personally check in an analytics platform called stakingrewards.com. Right? So I was checking there, and right now you are present in three out of the top 10, which is great. It's a remarkable feat, uh, considering that you are not even one year old. But to me, it also underscores the, the big piece of cake that's still within reach for Stader, right? Because if you are only present in three out of 10, means there are, there are seven uh, out there where you're still not live, right? Can you talk more yeah. now about this roadmap, these future chains, that Stader will be developing in? Yeah, absolutely. So as you correctly mentioned, we are already live on six blockchains and probably three or four of the top 10, 15 blockchains. Uh, uh, and then we we are we are uh, already staffed on some of the other largest blockchains like ETH and L2s. We are, uh, the development is underway and we will be soon uh, launching across these ecosystems, one of the one of the biggest ecosystems are ETH and L2s of the EVMs, right? The second uh, biggest expansion area for us uh, is going to be uh, the new blockchains, including Aptos, Mistin, which are all the Moo-based blockchains. Uh, so that's another that's another exciting expansion area for us. We do believe uh, some of these blockchains will be surely in the top 10 in the coming few months or maybe a year or so. Uh, beyond that, uh, 
we are building several innovative financial uh, innovative uh, crypto financial products on the back of staking uh, including building vaults that automate the entire journey for the user yield generation journey for the user uh, and also taking these vaults to several institutions and centralized players so that uh, consumers uh, sitting on those exchanges can access some of these uh, automated vaults very very easily and conveniently really interesting um yeah indeed it feels antonio like... uh, sorry to interrupt there is a small fire at my building i might have to step down so might okay. lose connectivity for some time uh vibin will uh, be able to answer in the meantime great great let's do that uh, so at any time feel free any of the two to to answer so i'll i'll just say something for the audience so for for those of you that no do, do not know him uh Bivin is the wizard behind uh well actually Bivin why don't you tell exactly what you do at Stader uh because I have the feeling I only know certain of the ventures uh that you lead but not all of them Hey Antonio no thanks for that kind introduction uh hello everyone thanks for tuning in I think just to introduce myself I lead uh uh Stader's expansion into Phantom Polygon and I think Amit spoke about how we are expanding into ETH, so I'm leading our expansion into Ethereum staking as well. Uh, so very interesting and uh, diverse set of chains. So super excited to be building now. I think and on Polygon and Phantom, we have been live for over six months now, and we have uh, combined close to $40 million in TVL on those two chains. And a very interesting journey so far. And obviously super excited about what we are building on Ethereum, right? I feel uh, like most of you might be aware, Ethereum obviously has a very large amount of uh, ETH staked and there are quite a few large players there. But given status commitment to uh, secure and also uh, making staking as decentralized as possible, this is one of the standout needs on Ethereum today, right? Because centralization is a bit of a challenge with Lido and some of the centralized exchanges having a very large percentage of all staked ETH. So that's where we clearly see that there is uh, something that Stadler can really add in terms of the decentralization that we've also been able to achieve on some of the other chains we are on. So really excited about the the opportunity there and helping Ethereum decentralize as well in the future. That's so exciting, Vivin. Um, yeah, Amit was also mentioning uh, the fact that upon just like the plain or the basic liquid staking uh, features, now you can have a lot of composability and build products on top, right? He was mentioning vaults, and um, this this week, I, I believe it was just 24 hours ago, we announced uh, vaults in BNB chain. Um, is that something you are considering too for the Polygon chain? Yes, uh, absolutely, Antonio. Right? I think uh, our obviously. From the get-go, I think we have been focused on ensuring that users have convenient access to yield. And uh, the primary thing that liquid staking really unlocks is the fact that users can also use it in DeFi. Right now, we want to take it one more step and make it super convenient for people to just put their native token into Stater and get the entire yield that's possible on DeFi as well. Right now, obviously, there would be a lot of DeFi DJs who have tuned in as well, and some of them execute complex strategies. Our 
idea is to kind of take some of the large ones there and make it super easy, automated and convenient for them, right? So I think on BNB, the team is starting with a simple vault, which will go into, for example, uh, taking the BNB and putting it into a low impermanent loss LP, for example, to begin with, right? So something as simple as making, uh, providing liquidity convenient to all the way, for example, a couple of uh, things that we have just launched on uh, Polygon or are going to launch are, we launched a MaticX covered call vault, right? Uh, obviously options are becoming super popular and a covered call strategy is a very interesting one for people who want to make a choice on the market, right? Where they don't expect the token price to move too much. It's a very interesting play where they can earn yield in stables, right? Uh, by using a covered call strategy. So that's a world that we recently launched with Polysynth on Matic. We are also working on a leverage staking world, right? So that's another strategy that's super popular. So we are live on uh, Aave, for example, with Matic Access Collateral. So we are building with Kian, which is a very uh, popular leverage staking vault creator uh, to actually build this leverage staking vault as well. So the idea is, uh, Antonio, to make it as simple and convenient as possible for users to access yield while making uh, the the pair we are deploying that strategy, the risks involved, et cetera, super clear to them, obviously, right? Wonderful. Uh, that's incredible. We've been wow, moving at a very fast speed. Uh, when when you were explaining right how the how the vaults are gonna work and how they actually will will in the back end right execute diverse strategies, um, I couldn't help of thinking of Celsius right. Um, I, I I didn't invest my money there in that CFI platform, but we have seen. Uh, several scandals going in DeFi platforms, and I think everybody knows somebody, a friend or a relative that was impacted by um, by these kind of scandals. And and it becomes clear why DeFi is better than CFI, right? Because everything is transparent in the blockchain. You can just audit the code, and uh, as it's a solution as secure as uh, as the smart contract that has been written right especially if it's permissionless so i i believe this is going to be really interesting for a lot of investors especially those that as you say are not DeFi agents or do not have the time to spend scouting different strategies uh variable apys etc etc right so there are a lot of people out yeah. there they just want to set and forget they want to put their money and and let it compound over time Without the hassle of having to open twenty different tabs and <laughs> and the phone uh, at any time during the day, that's that's really true. Antonio. And one of the things we are yeah. also building alongside uh, some of these players we're working with, as well as when we build walls ourselves, is monitoring tools that allow us to kind of monitor positions, etc. So every time when there is leverage involved, etc. So those are all things that we will build out as well, Antonio. Right? And like you rightly called out, right? I think. While there is a place for some of these C5 players to kind of act as uh, entry for some folks to get into uh, crypto overall, uh, right? I think one of the surprising things is like how well DeFi held up, right? Like if you draw a parallel with Yearn, for example, right? There are very few strategies of Yearn that actually went belly up, right? So they had strategies that worked quite well. While the yield might have dropped as some of the DeFi yield uh, did drop, I think the strategies were still very safe and. Our objective here would be to kind of replicate such safe strategies with any kind of, uh, with full transparency for users and the risk being very clear to users as they look at where we are deploying the funds. 
wonderful Vivian. So I have one more question. And after that, I'm done with the, with the initial questions that I have wrote, written. And we are going to go to the community questions that people have submitted in our different Telegram channels and also in the comments of this, uh, of this AMA. Um, by the way, just talking about that, because I was just gathering all the questions in the Telegram channels. Um, just an announcement, because people might not be aware of, because we haven't rolled out the communications yet. But we have recently created uh, regional communities for, for our Stader family, for our Stader community. So right now we have a Turkish, Vietnamese, Chinese, and Spanish-speaking community. And um, we will be rolling an announcement and, uh, and some competition to, uh, to, to make sure that, that the whole community can uh, can join us in uh, in these wonderful uh, groups where they are going to be able to ask questions and receive support in their own language if they so if they so need right so just just to say that uh, people were asking communities in their own languages so we're going to go through them in a minute Vivian but my last question was about the SD token the Stader native token which we have seen a gradual price decrease over the last month. Although yeah. uh, Stader fundamentals are getting better by the day, right? We have mentioned the, the plethora of blockchains uh, Stader is live on, and also the other products that they, are, that they are building on top of just liquid staking. So right. there seems to be a disconnect between, um, between the SD price action and uh, Stader fundamentals and also the TVL, the total value locked, that it has uh, achieved over the last months. What is your take on the SD price? Right. I think that's a question that uh, definitely the community might have in mind, Antonio. So thanks for bringing that up. I think uh, the way we see it is, right, to the to a certain point, this is kind of normal, right? Uh, the price decrease that's happened given the bearish sentiment overall, right? I, I think uh, most tokens have kind of suffered from the overall bearish sentiment in crypto, right? And this applies to all the blue chips as well as uh, some of the tokens like ourselves. But the good thing for us to kind of focus on is the fundamentals like you rightly called out have been getting better by the day, right? I think over the last, I think two to three months, we've gone from TVL of $50 million to uh, more than $150 million now. So that's been uh, quite a journey, especially in this kind of bearish market to be able to pull that off. So the team has been working quite hard in ensuring we bring the right product and make that happen. Now, having said that, uh, the other part that's also kind of contributed to that slightly is probably the fact that SD token utility has not uh, really been live, right? So therefore, anyone who has kind of looked at near-term opportunities might not have seen a strong reason to hold on to the token. And uh, this is one of the things that we are looking to change very soon, Antonio, right? I think there are two things that we are looking to do. One is the most of the product work to allow for governance with SD tokens has kind of happened already. So uh, the community should expect something very soon in terms of the all the governance possibilities with SD token, right? So the forums uh, will go live with, and a lot of proposals are expected to come in as well, which uh, people will be able to influence with SD token, right? I think that's one of the key expectations uh, and uh, key things that people can do with SD token. We're also working on SD token staking that should go live uh, soon as well. Again, that product is, pretty much built out. There's some uh, few last things that are being done with that to ensure that it's uh, fully ready for the community. So, but those are a couple of uh, 
important things that have not been live unfortunately but will go live soon and therefore uh, it will also help get the sg token to uh, be more in sync with some of the underlying fundamentals right and uh, one of the other things that the team is planning quite hard is to kind of ensure that the strong revenue generation that's coming from the tvl growth will also be uh, partially shared with what we enable through staking and governance so that's something that we will look forward to sharing more as well in right. the coming days that's great Vivian. so yeah is the is the governance and uh, is the staking uh, including revenue uh, revenue sharing this actually i was already reading the the question from from the audience so this actually answers the first question that tech cosmos had which was to elaborate on the, the future utility of the SD token. Um, let's go to other questions uh, the audience had. Is there any mechanism to mitigate the risk of potential DPEG of the liquid tokens uh, from LPs in, uh, in decentralized exchanges? So, for example, if we take uh, Matic X and Matic, mm -hmm. right? Um, what about the risks of potential DPEG between the liquid stake? token and, uh, and and the native token, in this case, Matic. Got it. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, given all the things that were happening with some of the liquid staking tokens on ETH, I think this is a natural question. Uh, I think uh, the the one important thing, Antonio, is in all, pretty much all the six chains that we align live on, there's a critical difference with respect to ETH, which is that uh, the tokens can be redeemed, right, with an unbounding period. And it depends on the chain itself, but it can be anywhere between two to seven days, for example, in most cases, which means that, for example, if I take Matic X as, uh, as an example, users can actually redeem Matic X for Matic in a couple of days, right? And it's two to three days, which is the unbounding period on Matic, which is very slow. What that means is that if there is a delta between the actual exchange rate on the DAP and the, uh, the DEX price, Right, that's a large arbitrage opportunity for anyone. Right, even a two percent price difference when you multiply it by, like the fact that it's only two days. Right, what that means is very quickly it'll add up to like a two forty percent kind of yield opportunity for someone who's willing to take that arbitrage. So, arbitrage is a very big factor, especially in cases where redemption is already available. Right, that prevents defect from happening. Right, unfortunately, in some of the other chains, for example. Uh, the withdrawals are not enabled yet. For example, let's take ETH as a case where there is also an additional illiquidity discount there because people cannot trade STETH for ETH right away, right? They can only trade it on the exchanges. So when the sentiment turns a little bearish, most of them go to convert it back to ETH on DEXs that leads to a downward pressure, which uh, we have seen kind of bounce back as the sentiment is moderated a little bit with the merge, et cetera. But that is the difference that doesn't exist for almost all of our tokens today, right? Which is redemption is already allowed and it is possible, right? Which has a strong play that it creates because with arbitrage uh, playing out, the Delta is not expected to be quite much, right? On top of that, what we also do is that we ensure that all of our stake is spread across multiple validators. So any slashing related risks are also mitigated because we immediately kind of stake with multiple validators. and also, the good news is that in most of the tokens that we are live today, from Matic to BNB to Near to Hedera, for example, there is no slashing as well on these chains yet. So that means with these two reasons covered, 
there is very little reason for any of these tokens to actually diverge from the actual exchange rate. Yeah, wonderful answer, Vivin, right? So um, a liquid stake token from Stather, it's, uh, it's a fully backed uh, token. Right. It's not uh, algorithmic or whatever, it's fully backed. And then it's also its own chain fully backed, you know? So for instance, there is the endless discussion about does Tether actually have, Tether have actually one US dollar sitting in the bank equivalent to every USDT in circulation, right? And you cannot know that because it's not on-chain. I mean, it's an off-chain reserve that they have in a bank, right? But in the case of Stather, I mean, you can just go and see that for every Matic X, um, there is one point something Matic being staked on the on the background, right? So, yeah, I, I would Good. say pretty, uh, pretty safe in, in that sense. Let's look at other questions the um, the people asked. Uh, sure, Anton. Mm, did Stader make any contact, or is there any strategy to approach to approach blockchain foundations like Polygon, like Phantom, to attract treasury tokens to Stader and therefore increase TVL? I think that's a great question, Antonio. Right? I think so. Uh, in terms of being in touch with foundation, right? I think that's one of the great ways for us to learn about the community and the DeFi ecosystem and staking in general, right? Because uh, the foundation is the most aware about uh, the staking contracts as well as uh, the right DeFi protocols, as well as what the community really wants from a liquid staking token. So we are in close touch with the foundation across all the chains that we are live on, right? That's one something that uh, we uh, develop as a relationship in all these places, right? In terms of the treasury piece itself, there are two parts to this. Antonio, right? One is the foundation itself has stakes, etc. cetera. Uh, but more importantly, there are also protocols that hold a percentage of their treasury in the native token itself, right? So that's something that we uh, get support from the foundation to actually connect us, right? Uh, and that's something that's a work in progress, but we are aware of this opportunity where uh, there are protocols that hold treasury in the respective native token. And we have reached out to a few of them already on some chains and we are in touch with some of the others as well, right? So definitely on the agenda, Antonio, right? The other similar opportunity that we've also looked at is uh, there are decentralized insurance companies which have protocol control value, et cetera, that they are looking to deploy. Like a Nexus Mutual is doing an ETH already. For example, we are in touch with some of the others, right? Like insurers and Polygon to try and see if this is something that will be interesting for them. So we are looking at all protocols that hold uh, let's say, unproductive assets today in native tokens to help them generate yield through that via liquid staking while retaining liquidity. Amazing. Good. Let's go to the next question. Um, really interesting questions what the audience have. Um, Jack is saying, Jack's, sorry, Jack's with S, actually, is his username. He's saying, I have not yet seen an LP uh, Hello. Hey, Antonio, sorry, I couldn't hear you too well. Can you please repeat the question? Yes. Jack was asking that he has not seen any of our liquid stake tokens like F, uh, FTMX or MaticX in an LP with uh, protocol tokens like Beats, Infantom, or Boo, Spooky, 
or yeah. uh, Quick in in Quickswap, right? And and he thinks that that will be the next step to to increase liquidity. And he's mentioning there was a poll in Liquid Driver to potentially have a FTMX LQR, which is the liquid token of li uh, Liquid Driver uh, yeah. LP. Uh, did you see that poll? And what do you think about it? Yeah, so I think uh, Jax, uh, thanks for the question. I think Jax has been, uh, we've kind of obviously interacted as part of some of the community outreach on Phantom. So thanks for the question, a fantastic question as always. Uh, absolutely, we see the merit in uh, this Jax. I think this is part of the evolution of the token. The good thing is that for most of our tokens, the first step is to establish deep liquidity for the native token and our liquid token. So for example, whether that's MaticMaticX on Polygon or SFTMX Phantom on uh, Phantom or any of the other tokens as well. It's very similar. So that's the first step that we've definitely taken in most of these places. And then once we have this deep liquidity, we have started conversations with some protocols. So the poll that you saw with LQDR, for example, came from a conversation we have been having in the background with the Liquid Driver team. We wanted a sense check from the community as well on whether they are excited about it. So it's definitely a next step that we are thinking about. We are actively engaging with protocols on. And obviously, Liquid Driver is a great partner on Phantom. So we started with them first, uh, given their uh, close connection to the community as well as the liquidity they have on Beat, Spooky, et cetera. So yes, the, the short answer is this is definitely an opportunity we are looking at. And we are kind of looking at this across chains. And uh, it's kind of following, it's an evolution, right? Essentially, the first step is to have deep liquidity for your liquid staking token with the native token. And once that is established, I think protocols become much more comfortable in kind of having their primary liquidity with the liquid token as the asset, right? So we are definitely looking to do this. Good, good, good. Uh, let me see <clears throat> some other question from the audience. Then we're going to open the floor because there might be more. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. mm, interesting questions. Um, and I do feel the same, right? Like I feel until now, Stader has been growing in silos, have been growing in the different chains where we were live. And each of those chains have their own community. But uh, there comes a point where you start asking, uh, can you do something else? Right? Can you activate cross-chain strategies and products? So Tech Cosmos was asking, are cross-chain DeFi strategies of liquid tokens something in the plan for Stater Labs? Yeah, I think that's a that's a great question, Antonio. So I firstly love to acknowledge that I think that's a uh, that's a definitely something that we want to consider deeply. It's a question that's on our minds. Uh, so to kind of uh, start answering that, right? I think one of the things that we want to definitely uh, bring to the fore is the overall Stata community as well, right? So one of the things we observed, Antonio, for example, we were looking at all the, uh, like, let's say for each chain, we do this analysis, right, of the segments. And so, for example, for MaticX, what we were able to find was that uh, there were a lot of those MaticX users who are also on BNB, for example, or also on Phantom, for example. And many of them hold more than a single of our token, right? Especially whales we have seen hold Phantom and Matic or Matic X and BNBX, for example. So I think it's definitely something we want to bring to the fore, 
right? One is because there is definite overlap of users, right? Who are already cross-chain and deploy with us cross-chain, but I think we can do it much more actively, right? So that's something that we are looking to do. The second thing is also very interesting, right? One of the things we found was that, uh, for example, for Matic, right? There's probably like a 75 to 100 million Matic that is on the BNB chain, right? So there's definitely uh, Matic staking that could be interesting for our uh, BNB chain users. Similarly, we could bring BNBX to our Matic users given the overlap we have seen in what they do, right? So there's uh, definitely opportunity in building more cross-chain products in that sense as well, because many of these chains are so large that they have uh, a lot of these tokens natively available on those chains as well. And users prefer one of these chains, but have assets across. So that is something uh, that we are looking to tap into as well, but it's still in the early stages of how we really kind of uh, make a difference to users, right? Versus just simply de them deploying cross-chain. So it's in the works, uh, in the early stages of thinking through what is the right answer for users, Antonio, right? And obviously I think eventually one of the things that we want to bring to users across the board is like uh, an index of all these liquid staking tokens potentially, right? Where uh, users might want a basket of these tokens that they would like to hold, but not just passively, they would want to earn yield on top of it and what better yield than staking and potentially what we can unlock further with liquid staking, right? So that's, those are all uh, things from a cross-chain perspective that we are cognizant of and looking into Antonio. Great, amazing. I mean, as a big multi-chain DeFi user myself, I can't uh, wait for that to happen. Um, with this, we have covered the question, the written questions that I had aggregated from the different channels. Now we are going to open the floor to different questions. Um, there is someone called Yen Chert, YC. Um, you asked a question in the comments, but I couldn't really understand what you meant. I have invited you to speak. Um, if you see that, please uh, take the mic. And also Shih Tzu Community, which is an Aurora, a community of Aurora blockchain, um, requested to speak. Shih Tzu, uh, do you have any question for us? Uh, Hi, by the way, by the way maybe, to, to, maybe to finish setting up the, the, the background, right? We currently have a Guild Wars ongoing on the near blockchain. Um, it's a war, it's a competition that's going to last for the whole month of October. And uh, Shih Tzu is, uh, I don't know right now, you're number two or not? Yeah, I believe number two, right? Fourth place. We, we fell behind. Okay, okay. Well, uh, well, that's still commendable and uh, the wars are not over. But if, anyone, uh, if anybody here wants to help us, uh, by all means, please take on their Shih Tzu. Oh, sorry. I didn't. Oh, yeah. Hey, uh, AGT from Shih Tzu. Just my question literally was about the multi-chain, but which bridge are you most excited about? You know, Cosmo and Nier are talking about potential asynchronous alignment with a trustless bridge. Considering the security hacks and, you know, bringing liquid assets, what are, what are your thoughts on the current kind of bridges and where we're going? Yeah, I think uh, thanks for the question, Shichu and Amitesh and Amitri, please feel free to chip in as well if you guys are around. Uh, I think so we have been looking at, uh, obviously we've been talking to as uh, part of the DeFi 
uh, ecosystem. We have been talking to a lot of bridges as well, Shitsu, right? And uh, because they are a core part of the network, we obviously see uh, the future as multi-chain, which is why we've been expanding and wanting to ensure that we can be present multi-chain and kind of enable staking everywhere. So we definitely see bridges as a core component. And one of the key things that, I mean, been in the news uh, repeatedly over the course of this year is that uh, bridges are hard technologically, right? And uh, it's something that's still evolving. It's still nascent and we have seen a few security incidents. So anything that can kind of uh, upgrade the security multiple times, such as the example you just gave Shitsu is something that we are super excited about and that will also enable us to provide our liquid staking assets across uh, chains in a seamless manner. So, uh, and we are in touch with some of the other bridges who are working on enabling this in a secure manner as well as a way to kind of make this seamlessly available for people cross-chain, right? Without them having to actively be on every single chain, which uh, sometimes have different wallet methods, different ways to access, et cetera. So it's something that we are in active conversations with and anything that makes this uh, safely possible and is going to be super convenient for users, right? And uh, we are talking to a bunch of them and we are excited about the development you just spoke about as well. Thank and you. Good luck with the yield watch Thank you, sir. Thank you. Good. So, <clears throat> does anyone else have any other question? Uh, YC, you are now a speaker. You can yeah. mute yourself and ask your question. Yeah, Hi, uh, I have a question regarding the free pool that you implemented in Phantom. Right, I think that is a very innovative feature because it allows uh, users to uh, uh, redeem their SFTMX any time as long as there's balance in the free pool. But what is the reason it's not implemented in other chains? Hey, YC, thank you. Thank, thanks for the uh, feedback. I think it's always great to hear from users. I'm glad you love the free pool. So uh, great to hear from you on that. So uh, one of the key reasons why we had specifically uh, created it on Phantom uh, is because of the penalties that are involved in Phantom, actually, uh, YC, right? So what happens on Phantom is that uh, by locking in, you get like very high yield, right? Which used to be 14%, now it's 6% after. Uh, but of course, that change kind of enables taking to be available for four years. But the point is that the 6% yield can drop uh, very quickly to about 1% or so, 2% if users were to redeem their assets within the lock-in period, right? Which is as high as a year. So one of the things that we uh, kind of innovated on Phantom is to create a free pool where user deposits can be seamlessly exchanged with uh, people who want to exit, right? So that is why it makes a lot more sense on Phantom where the lock-in, the breaking the lock-in actually leads to a large penalty. In most of our other chains, actually, YC, we don't need it because there's no penalty involved because there's no time component or lock-in that is actually involved, right? So as you can see, even if you unstake through the free pool, what happens is you have zero penalty, which is fantastic on Phantom, but you still have an unbounding period. Now, this is natively possible on most of the chains because the staking architecture doesn't have a, a time lock-in per se. It only has an unbounding period. Does that clarify your question, YC? Yeah, I think it clarifies that there's not, not so much need for the free pool in other chain, but I think there will still be users who want to be able to redeem immediately, and they may not they may not want to go through the 
the you know uh, Uniswap pool, right? For example, right. right. So, uh, in that case, probably I think one of the suggestion is that you can probably charge certain fees, maybe one percent, right? Mm-hmm. If they want to, you know, go through the free pool. In that case, you Got know, it. it will help the protocol to generate additional revenue as well, right? So, I'm yeah. not sure whether there's any demand for that, but I think it should should have quite significant, right? Yeah. God, no, that's thanks, YC. That's wonderful feedback. Essentially. What you're talking about is create instant liquidity at a small fee, and users might be open to that instead of potentially swapping on DEXs in some cases. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fair yeah. enough. I, I think it's definitely something that we'll consider and circle back to. Thanks, okay. Thank you for the suggestion. Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank you. That's awesome. Good. So, um, if there is anyone else who has a question, please uh, request to speak, raise your hand, let us know. There are no more questions uh, coming from the community. Um, in the meantime, I have made speaker Anuti, which is uh, another wonderful member of our team. Anuti, do you want to have some words in this uh, Maiden Stater Talks on Stocks? Hi, guys. Super excited to be here. And uh, great questions coming in. Uh, I just uh, dropped out of another AMA, so sorry for being late. Uh, happy to answer any questions uh, uh, that you know uh, I can potentially address. Uh, but over to you, Antonio, for now to take in more questions. Wonderful. So there are no more questions. I'm going to give one more minute to someone uh, interested to either write or uh, raise the hand. I'll just finish by saying that Yes, we are doubling down on community. As I was saying in the middle of the AMA, we have created regional communities for people to be able to talk all things liquid staking and in general blockchain in in their native languages. And uh, we are soon going to create a special invite-only group for our most loyal followers across different chains, right? And um, I'm always observing and always looking. So I have duly noted uh, who attended this first uh, AMA of Stay There. And uh, I believe this is a group that will go live uh, before November hits. And I'm really excited because um, as we are going to be expanding into more and more chains, uh, there are important news and it's difficult sometimes to keep up with everything. But um, as we are building not only liquid staking on other chains, but also more complex products on top of of that chains that we are live, um, I expect these people to have early access, uh, alpha news, and uh, in general to be like our core army in this uh, this journey that we are having in this multi-chain voyage that we are having. So there are no further questions. We're going to stop here. Uh, This is a reminder that today was just the first of many Stay There Talks on Stocks. And we are going to be having this event every Thursday, every two weeks. So that's it for me. Thank you so much, Amit and Uti Bidding for coming. Um, Till next time. Yeah, thanks everyone for joining in. Appreciate it. Thanks for all the great questions. Talk soon. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye, guys. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was Stater Labs hosting Stater Talks and Stocks, number one. Recorded on Thursday, October 20th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening.
And if you want to keep listening, head on over to terraspaces.org slash donate and show some support. Sipping on a little bit of sin I've been giving Try to keep it written down So it feels like I've been living I've been realizing a minute Reality ain't got limits Going out my fucking mind Testing out the physics Stretching out the distance For instance Let me be specific The risk is hedge funding the business Betting on the difference Ingesting all the research Sleeping through the rebirth Sliding out feet first Sleep tight little dreamer Early to bed Early to rise With a rugged ass demeanor Taking beats to the cleaners You know I love my t-shirts And the people who support my little dream here Transparent cows, I gotta steer clear 2020 going down is one fucking weird year Take a second, look around, the psyops is winning Set the table, we just biopsy dinner Now, I'm gonna react to that and act like I'm telling you a personal anecdote Something to break the tension Something to endear myself a bit Something kind of, uh, embarrassing <laughs> And you guys are gonna make an awe sound it's true. It really happened. They got a tracker in the phone, tracking everywhere we go. When it's final, if I don't know, I already sold my soul. Getting ready, rock and roll, tip the first domino. Feeling up, I'm in a bowl with these avalanche flows. Stop and rest on the road. Gotta get where I'm going, and the rest of y'all know that we hit the ground sore. And I'll be coming for the fuckers that be summoning the trouble. Running on the double while I'm handing out the W's. Putting wins on the board every fucking day. They love me on the team because I know my fucking place. Better get in where you fit in, I'm delivering the meaning I inherited the demons, always sneaky, never seen them If I'm breathing, I'm reading, I'm not even being conceited I need to see for myself if you think that I'm believing It's the season of reason, y'all be ceasing the research I'm receiving the meaning, that shit's called teamwork It's not so much as so little as to do with what everything is But it is within our self-interest to understand the topography of our lives unto ourselves the future states that there is no time other than the collapsation of that sensation of the mirror of the memories in which we are living. Common knowledge, but important nonetheless. Terror spaces.